Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 146. Psalm 146. Ever, only, all for Thee. Duration, exclusivity, and dedication, all wrapped up in three words, ever, only, all, for the God who loved us and gave himself for us and adopted us as his children. Psalm 146, let's all stand together and read these ten verses in unison. Together. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven, earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry. The Lord looseth the prisoners. The Lord openeth the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. The Lord preserveth the strangers. He relieveth the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. The last five psalms from the book of Psalms begin and end with the short sentence, Praise ye the Lord. That little sentence represents a Hebrew word that has been transliterated into English as our hallelujah. When we say the word hallelujah, it is a word that's come to us of the Hebrew language, and it means praise Jah. Because Jah, J-A-H, is the shortened form of Jehovah. Jah is used in our Bibles in Psalm 68. And we have it here to open and close each of these last five psalms. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. When it comes from Hebrew to Greek to English, we get Alleluia without an H at either end, as we find it in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, we see John witnessing heaven at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it says, Alleluia, Amen, without an H at either end. It's, it's Alleluia. And we've seen that before. We've seen Elijah come into Greek and then to English through the New Testament, and it's Elias. And so here it is. Praise ye the Lord. All of these last five psalms open with hallelujah and they close with hallelujah. 
Praise. What does it mean to praise God? We have a song in which we sing, and it's all about praising God. And I think I wanted to use this as an explanation of a definition for you. Tell of his excellent greatness. That is praising God. Praise him. Praise him. Jesus, our blessed redeemer. Praise him. Praise him. Tell of his excellent greatness. Praise him. Praise him. Ever in joyful song. We sing those words. To praise God is to tell of his excellent greatness. It's to use your mouth and open up either verbally or by singing the excellent greatness of God and to describe it and to tell others of it and to tell him of it. Your greatest purpose for life. What in the world is your sack of water existing on planet Earth in this solar system, in this universe for? It is to praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord hath made all things for himself. Yes. Proverbs 16:4. The Lord's made all things and all persons for his own pleasure. Revelation 4, 11. Right. Your purpose is to praise. To the degree you praise, you fulfill your purpose. To the degree you don't praise, you are a waste of our oxygen. And you are a waste of our space. And God and we look forward to fertilizing the dandelions with you. Because we should all want to praise God and we should all want to help each other praise God. And we should all want to stir each other up to praise God. And we come into this house on the Lord's day to praise the Lord. Look at the commitment of the psalmist. While I live, will I praise the Lord? And let me remind you that the psalmist understood and King Hezekiah understood how to reason with the Lord about life extension. When both of them faced the threat of death, they told the Lord... If you allow me to die, my tongue cannot praise you in the grave. It's silent down there. But if you'll give me a few more years, I will use that tongue and that my mouth to praise you while I live. Because you can't praise him after you're gone. You can't praise him in this sphere of living. You can't praise him with this tongue until we've got glorified bodies in heaven. Then it won't be this tongue anyway. Thank the Lord for that. While I live... Will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. The older we get, the strength dwindles. It dwindles and it dwindles and it dwindles until there isn't strength to draw the next breath. There isn't strength to beat the next beat and we're gone. But the psalmist here is committed. As long as I've got a little bit of life and a little bit of strength, I'm going to praise the Lord while I've got any being. I'm going to tell of his excellent greatness. The next two verses. Don't put your trust in man. Not your husband, not your father, not your grandfather, not a priest, not a pastor, not a president, not a governor, no one, not a boss, not a CEO, not a chairman. Don't put your trust in princes. These are the best of men. The best of men are princes. And so the psalmist, by the inspiration of God, says, put not your trust in princes. The best of men, where men ordinarily go for help, they go to princes. They go to a prince in a business world. They go to a prince in a political world. They go to a prince in the financial world because a prince is able to help more than a pauper. Paupers can't help you, but princes can help you. Princes can help buy you out of trouble. Princes can defend you and protect you. But the Bible says, don't put your trust in princes, nor in the son of man in whom there is 
No help. In comparison to God, there's no help in anyone on this earth for you. In comparison to God. He must increase and we must decrease. And we must teach our wives, our children, our grandchildren, and all others to put their trust, their whole trust, their complete trust in the Lord. His breath. Look at verse 4 describing man. A prince. An Alexander the Great. Any prince. His breath goeth forth. It leaves. The last breath goes out of his mouth and he can't suck it in again. It's gone. Even when we put oxygen right there, he can't pull it in. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. Not just returneth to the earth. He returneth to his earth because he was taken from that earth. It's his earth. He can't, he can't do anything beyond the earth. The heavens are the Lord's. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. The thing that you do that takes the least amount of energy is to think. But even in the day of death, you're too weak to think the next thought. Because your thoughts are gone. In that very day, his thoughts perish. But the thoughts of our God are to a thousand generations. Don't put your trust in princes. The best of men, forget them. They can't help you. There is no help in them. And the day they die, they return to their earth. They turn to dust again. They have no strength. They can't even think another thought in your favor. Happy, according to verse 5, is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help. Jacob needed help at times. And he got help. He got help against his father-in-law. Jacob gave him the wrong wife. I mean, Jacob's father-in-law gave him the wrong wife, gave him Leah instead of Rachel. Jacob had trouble with that family. Jacob had trouble with his brother Esau. But the Lord helped Jacob. And so he's called the God of Jacob in this passage. Jacob was a prince, but Jacob needed help. You know, Jacob had his name changed to Israel because as a prince, thou hast prevailed against God. But that prince needed God to be his helper. In serious events in his life. But happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, because you're going to get the help you need and that you desire, whose hope is in the Lord his God. In contrast to verses 3 and 4, where there is no help in man, there is much help in God. Now watch the description. The description of man was this. There is no help. His breath goeth forth. He returns to his earth. In the day he dies, that very day, his thoughts end. He can't even think a thought. He can't even think a good thought about you. It's all over. Man has no sustaining, perpetual help for anyone. No matter what man, even the best of men. But here is a description of the Lord. And bear with me as I read this short little description of the Lord in contrast to men. Verse 6. The Lord made heaven and earth the sea, and all that therein is. The Lord keeps truth forever. The Lord executes judgment for the oppressed. The Lord gives food to the hungry. The Lord looseth prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord preserves strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. 
That's the description of the Lord. And if you can't find yourself in there, you will. Because the Lord's going to bring events to pass in your life where you're going to need Him to be your helper. And if you have neglected Him when you didn't think you needed help, then He's going to neglect you when you need the help. Proverbs chapter 1 says, Because you didn't heed me when I called to you, when you called to me, I'm going to laugh at your calamity. That sounds fair to me. If we don't give God the attention and affection that He deserves when things are going well, why should He respond to us when things are not going well? But what a description. Happy is the man that has such a God. You can face death. You can face prison. You can face hunger. You can face anything because the God of Jacob is your help and He is a help. He made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. You think He can take care of your itty-bitty little problems? Let me read to you a letter that I received yesterday. This letter is from Fernanda Hall. This is Jody's sister-in-law who married her brother Jeff. There is no help in man. There is much help in God. Remember that from Psalm 146. Dear Jonathan and Sherry, God does miracles every day and everywhere. Mostly for people that don't deserve it. Just like me. After three and one half years of treatment, injections, drugs, countings, measuring, it was with my heart in tears that we decided to stop trying to get pregnant. Later on, we started pursuing adoption in February of this year. Also, not an easy process. I think God sometimes does things not in the easier and more logical way, just to show us how great He is. And so we don't have any doubts about giving Him the total glory for what He does. Amen. Yes, He showed us that. He can do easily and with no help what the doctors could not do. And in the most unexpected moment at all, I am pregnant it's hard even to pronounce it yet I want to let you know that Jeff and I will be telling our church family about it tomorrow we know it is very early yet and we are sure excited and cautious but those are the people that have been on our side praying for us since the very beginning and our joy wouldn't be the same if they didn't know we know they will support us for the better or the worse we need them I just want to say thank you, and to all our brothers and sisters there, you, for the constant prayers. Yes, the Lord is good. All the praise and glory goes to Him, no matter what our future holds. By the way, I feel great. Love, Fernanda. Sorry for my lack of better words to express how grateful I am. I wrote her back and I said, you did just fine. My, my monitor was vibrating with your enthusiasm and thankfulness. There is no help in man. The amount of money that they poured in to fertility clinics and efforts, un, enormous amounts of money, enormous amounts of effort, enormous amounts of witty inventions, nothing. Then they give up. Then they pursue adoption. She's pregnant. Happy is the man whose help is in the Lord his God. Amen. And so I wanted to share that with you.
You look down through all these expressions in verses 6 through 9, and they are great and they are full. And the Lord will take care of all those who may be bowed down. He will take care of the fatherless. He will take care of the widow. And in Fernanda's case, he will take care of the childless. And I give encouragement and hope to anyone who is in any category like that. The Lord is great, but the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. Let me comment briefly on that ninth verse. The Lord preserves strangers. The city of Jericho stood as the first enemy of the Canaanites to the nation of Israel as they crossed the Jordan River and entered their land that these squatters were sitting on. And the God of heaven was going to drive these squatters out of his people's land. Seven nations greater and mightier than the Israelites. But out of that first city... The Lord saved a stranger. Her name was Rahab. But one of his own people picked up a Babylonish garment and a wedge of gold and hid it in his tent, and the Lord turned his world upside down. He and his family were stoned to death and burned because they broke the commandment of of God by doing wickedly, and Rahab the harlot was taken into the camp of Israel and became the great-great-grandmother of David and a great-great-grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Does he preserve the stranger? Strangers can call upon the Lord of heaven. Ruth the Moabitess said, Your God will be my God. And the Lord took care of Ruth. Praise the Lord. The Lord shall reign forever, even thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. He does not return to his earth. He does not return to dust. His breath never leaves him, and his thoughts continue forever. And he has adopted you as his children. Therefore, his thoughts are good and pleasant toward you. If you will simply, to the reasonable best of your ability, keep his commandments and delight in him. His thoughts endure forever. The Lord shall reign forever. He is king over all the troubles you'll ever face. He can speak the word and deliver you from any trouble. Even thy God, O my brothers and sisters, he's your God, he's my God, unto all generations. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord.